Imagine it's summertime. The days have grown longer and the temperature is warmer, contributing to a feel of restlessness. Your friends feel the same. Nobody seems satisfied with doing the same things they always do. So you talk about it and come to a decision. You're all going camping. You take time off work, load up the car and throw snacks to your kids. Together you caravan out into the wilderness. When you get to your spot, you set up camp. Tents up, chairs out, coolers at the ready. Everything is perfect. It's just you and your friends under a canopy of trees listening to the sounds of a nearby stream. Eventually, night falls. A meal is prepared and everyone sits around the campfire roasting marshmallows. The kids beg for ghost stories and you oblige, spinning up a masterful story of the spirit of a boy who inhabits those very same woods. Bedtime comes around and even though they said your story wasn't scary, you see the kids looking cautiously out into the dark as they walk to their tents. After they're gone, the adults laugh and your friends pat you on the back for scaring their kids better than they could have. The conversation lapses and there's silence, save for the crackle of the fire and the periodic rustle of leaves. Then something truly extraordinary happens. The real ghost stories emerge. Maybe it's the carefree feeling of vacation or all the beer your friend just consumed, but one of your friends is in an uncharacteristically sharing mood. He dives into a tale that bears a few similarities to the one you just created. For the first time, he's telling you about his experiences with the supernatural. It surprises you, but not too much. After all, he drank more than anyone else and his family goes to church. That makes them more likely to believe in the supernatural, you reason. Then a few of your other friends chime in. They also describe otherworldly experiences, some that happen to them and others that happen to people they know. At this point, you start thinking, how common is this anyway? Though we may all lead different lives, most of us have had an experience like this one. That's not a baseless claim either. A recent YouGov study revealed that 46% of Americans believe in ghosts, and a 2009 Pew Research study said that 18% of Americans claim to have had personal experiences with one or more apparitions. Even more surprising is that some atheists believe in ghosts despite also believing in science, the latter of which regularly debunks claims of ghosts and hauntings. So, why do modern people believe in ghosts even if they don't believe in gods? We'll talk about it now on Sage Skeptic and Storyteller. Welcome to the Triple S Podcast. I'm Jen. I'm Ellen. And I'm Annette. And we're coming to you with a story of ghouls and goblins. Well, kind of. We're a little late. We already had spooky month last month, yeah. but we really okay. should have thought ahead. Nah, we're close <laughs> enough. It's it's still the season. It's not. Yeah. It's not quite. You know, it's not Christmas yet. But I guess we did have Thanksgiving already. It, so it's the oh, ghost well. of Christmas past. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Still Coming. in the holiday spirit. 
Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So as you can tell, our topic today is ghosts and hauntings. And um, so it's not really conspiracy theory territory we're treading into today, but paranormal, supernatural, um, you know, other things that we want to regularly feature on this podcast, too. So what something that makes ghost stories so compelling, in my opinion, is the fact that like so many people have a ghost story or they know somebody who had a ghost story um, or they know somebody else whose parents had a ghost story. Like there's you just anybody that you bumped into on the street, you could be like, hey, have you ever had an experience with ghosts? And they could either be like, yeah, I totally have. Or, oh, no, I haven't. But you know what? I've got a friend who said Mm -hmm. one time that blah, blah, blah. And then they just go off on it. And um, th- I think that's what makes it really interesting for me, because there are a lot of supernatural elements that people sometimes don't believe in so readily. But ghosts have really captured us for like eons. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. how long have we had ghost stories, mm-hmm. people like forever? Yeah. Like you so, said, there's atheists that believe in ghosts, even if they don't believe in yeah. like an afterlife per se. But yeah, it's interesting because ghosts are almost are. Like when you talk about, you know, death, the afterlife, ghosts to me are kind of somewhere in between those places. You know, if there is a purgatory, Mm -hmm. if there's like a a fourth dimension, like, you know, the astral plane, whatever you want to call it, maybe they're all hanging out there in between uh, where we go eventually. You know, it's hard to know. Yeah. We, we we don't have a ghost here to ask, so we can't be no. sure. <laughs> no. No, and I mean, there's not really any proof of ghosts actually existing. Right. Yeah. yeah. So science hasn't been, I mean, but you, you see all those ghost hunter videos on YouTube, yeah, but you know. So many those, of that, those can just be debunked. <laughs> and, it, you know, there's, but there's especially oh these gosh. days so with. cool. Yeah, equipment looks cool, but it's like it makes all those one sounds. of the most annoying things about watching shows like Ghost Hunters or things like that. They're like, mm-hmm. we're using these infrared, sh- you know, sensors to find ghosts. And it's like, what makes you think that a ghost would register on the infrared spectrum? Like, do you know what a ghost is made of? <laughs> no, you yeah. don't. So how do you know what tools to use? Mm. right exactly or like you know the geiger counters or whatever i think that's what they call them like they i i can't even remember what those measure to be honest with and then there's something called Um, a spirit box where somebody like listens and and they can hear words i believe that uh yeah. Yeah. There's all kinds of interesting yeah, I've seen equipment those these guys use. Too on, you know, if you're yeah, if, like on those ghost hunting shows. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If a ghost is your spirit, like if your spirit becomes a ghost or whatever, like that, if you were using infrared, you know, sensors or something, wouldn't you be able to look at anybody alive and see their spirit? Hmm. Yes. I, mean, I don't know. I don't know. Doesn't it would it be the same material, behind... wouldn't it? Well. I, I th- I think it just doesn't it isn't it supposed to hide inside of us like we're just some meat capsule for CT it? scans like, and MRI scans and lots of different scans can see all the way through your body so I don't think mm-hmm. that's a thing. Yeah. But what if it's invisible? <laughs> mm-hmm. 
So no, I think it's actually <laughs> invisible. It's only a spectrum of light that we can see or a, sec- a spectrum of sound that we can hear. There is no mm-hmm. such thing as invisible. <laughs> okay. Just invisible to the All naked right, eye. Fine, maybe. But I mean, yeah, just invisible to me personally. <laughs> so, like, I, I pers- I'll just say personally, I do believe in ghosts. Although I don't think I've seen one that I was aware of. You know, I've never had a time in my life that I can remember thinking, I don't think that's a person. I think that's a spirit. You know, but but my kids think they saw something in my house about a year ago you actually oh gosh it was almost two years ago now when I was living in a different house um there was one night that I was actually uh out of town and there was a babysitter staying with the kids and so I wasn't there for it but they said that they got up uh in the middle of the night and uh, uh one of my kids woke up the other one and they both got up to look for the babysitter because she wasn't uh, in her bed or something. They said they walked out to the kitchen and both of them saw a lady in a dress, like an old fashioned dress, floating in f- and looking out the window. She looked like they, they just described her as like kind of like a white, like like a ghost basically a ghost lady just standing there. And yeah, and my one of the younger kids said to the other one, who's that? And and then my daughter was like, I don't know. And they ran away. But they both swear up and down that they saw a lady in the window that was not the babysitter because then they found her and told her about it. But by that by that time, the ghost was gone. But, you know, right. I mean, I want to believe them, you know, like I've never seen Mm -hmm. anything like that. But, you know, my (laughs) daughter was like 10 when it happened. And so. That's, you know, well, it's not like she's three and you're like, oh, sure, yeah. you saw a monster. Great. You know, I mean, even at age seven, I'd be like, maybe your eyes are playing tricks on <laughs> yeah. you. Yeah. You know, like, you know, but once they start getting into preteen territory, they, st- I mean, they start becoming a little bit more wary of their surroundings and they notice more details. And then it's kind of harder for you to be like, ah, your mind's playing tricks on you. It's, you know, right. as a parent. Seeing how your kid has developed, you know, that they're more aware by then. Yeah. So that definitely freaked me out a little bit. I'm not going to lie. They even drew pictures of the lady and like told me all about it later, you know. So. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So if if that was a ghost, then I guess my kids got to get a glimpse. (laughs) Did you like run out and get like a infrared scanner or like one of the ghost boxes or a Geiger counter? No, but you know what I have messed with that uh, kind of has freaked me out a little bit. There's a few apps you can get. There's uh, something on an iPhone, I think, that works for ghost radar. You know, I don't know all the, the details of it, but there's oh a few apps. God. I, think, I know. I know. I think the one I have is literally just called... Um, ghost hunter even and so it it's like uh ghost hunting tools that's the name of the app and so it, it has like this little radar beep that it does and then and then on the uh-huh. screen um words will pop up and uh every so often if there's like high activity you know it'll be like beep, 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 like the charts are going off and then a word will pop up like despair or you know or so, something it's oh. usually like <laughs> <laughs> something like that okay <laughs> but 
the time that that thing freaked me out was when I was working at a restaurant um, about a year ago. And one of my coworkers, who was very witchy, she she was the one that told me about it. So I was like, oh, cool. Let's fire it up and just see what it says while we're here at work. The first mm. thing that came up was the first name. I don't know if I should say the name. It was a lady's name spelled the exact same way of a worker who had died there like six months earlier. She died in oh. in her sleep, but she was an employee that worked wow. there. It was her name spelled the exact. It was kind of like a common name, but a different spelling. That name popped up on the app. It was the first thing that came up. And then the next thing was like, I can't even remember what it was. Something like running or I, I don't know. But we, we both saw the name and we were immediately like, oh. <gasps> It's her, you know? Whoa. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my god, That freaked the hell that, out of me. I could see how that would freak you out. Because, yeah. like, even... Okay, <laughs> let's pretend that this app for a second is, like, programmed to scan, like, newspaper articles in the nearby area. It found out that this person <laughs> died because there was an article about it. And it just crapped out that name yeah. um, immediately because it was in the general area. Like, still... Like, even if you have the logic and the wherewithal to be like, well, this could be fake, that would still be a little bit eerie. Like, just the yeah. happenstance, like, you're in that place at that time with your coworker who used to work with this person with a strange spelled name. And, yeah, like, I could, I get that. Yo, you know, when I say something, anything, and my phone has all of the advertisements coming for that object, you know, on all my social media platforms on I the mean, internet yeah everything so your it's phone true. is listening to you and i didn't know that I, girl though i didn't know her she died right before i started working there so but i didn't still have in the in anything. the vicinity it's still in the vicinity yeah and, you i know, mean everything lives on the internet so it's true it's true or, or true. you know maybe somebody did say her name while we were using i didn't remember anyone doing that though but uh yeah whoo that freaked me out a little bit so, but yeah, I, I haven't like witnessed anything myself that I've been Do like. Do ghosts oh, know ghost. how to use smartphones or like? <laughs> no, you know, you work. hear. Okay, I'll tell you this: you do hear a lot of testimonies about people getting a final phone call from someone after yeah, I've heard, died. I've heard about that. Yep. Yeah, yep, and that works on cell phones yep. too. I think, but you, you know, you used to hear a lot of stories about landlines, especially. But I think it happens on cell phones too, and it's always like a, you know, no caller ID or a weird number. You open, you know, you answer, and it's grandma. Like, hello, you know, like, oh yeah. I, I've heard yeah. so many stories from people that uh there are a lot of accounts of that for i mean sure. but that's the thing though with this like we always talk about with this sort of shit there's no like verifiable evidence that ghosts are real it's just yeah. it's just millions of stories people's stories but like you said everyone knows yeah. someone who's seen a ghost this is a common thing you Ooh. know it's big mm-hmm. yeah i, I yeah, I've had several in american culture no i've had several <laughs> like of my students the whole globe mm-hmm I've had mm-hmm. several of my students tell me that they've seen ghosts. Um, yeah. I actually, I was looking up, uh, I was looking up some uh, statistics for this, and mm, yeah. uh, within yeah. America, Canada, England, the English-speaking countries, it's pretty consistent mm-hmm. that about forty-six to forty-eight percent of the population believes in ghosts. With okay. the Japanese population, it was even mm-hmm. more. 
which oh, was really I'm interesting. Sure it was. Yeah, it was really interesting. <laughs> it said that a survey from 2013 said that 50% of men and 64 percent of women in Japan believe that ghosts exist. Nice. Oh, wow. I wonder which oh, country has gosh. the highest percentage of believers. Oh, hmm. I don't know. But yeah. like so Japan I and Korea so, might be neck and neck. I mm-hmm. have so many <laughs> students who who believe in ghosts or say that, you know, they've seen a ghost or something. Like people tell me all the time and I'm like, "Man, why haven't I mm-hmm. seen a ghost then? You know, if I, if I experienced it, maybe that would change my perspective well, on things. But maybe it happens to kids. Maybe it's the kids more no, often. I have you know, adults tell me as well. Really, mm. I've heard some people who would who swear up one side and down the other that children are more susceptible to it. But I'm not sure if I believe that or not. Really, because the only time I had any like arguably ghost type experience i was already an adult an adult at the time Ooh, okay so, what happened to you yeah <clears throat> okay so I, I i don't know if i've said this before on this podcast or not but i used to i i might have actually i used to be in the united states navy and um i was their equivalent of a military police officer <clears throat> and that meant that i had to guard gates and clear buildings at nighttime, make sure things were locked up that were important. And if, you know, if certain things, certain like areas that were restricted were unlocked, I had to make the call. Um, Plus, uh, you know, just basic police work stuff like speeding tickets and telling people to take out their earrings when they had them in with official uniform, (laughs) (laughs) stuff like that. So, you know, the more boring, like here, let me write you a parking pass. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, <clears throat> excuse me oh gosh so many people are burning their wood stoves around here right now that like i keep getting aggravated so i apologize everyone oh you're fine but um so i was on base and there was one particular building this this base was considered a historical base because um it was just it was really old a lot of the stuff inside of it still was like world war ii era um there was there was just a lot of there were there were some weird things about this base for sure um but there was a big deal over the main office in the building where the captain's offices were um there were also uh dental offices in there and you know other administrative offices and down in the basement it was used as storage but it was actually a morgue from world war ii Ooh, and you cool. can still see like the rust colored stains where they used to drain the bodies and everything. So oh. that place had some creep factor going on. I yeah. will admit it had some legitimate creep factor because you could still see where all the bloodletting happened. And wow. everything. <laughs> yeah. Like, so this was, you know, and the first time I, I even worked on that base, all of the guys tried to gang up on me because I was, you know, a new girl. And they tried to scare me and it didn't work. I I saw what they were doing from a mile away. They got me in the basement where the morgue is, turned off the lights and then tried to frighten me. Oh, God. Really predictable, guys. Yeah. (laughs) They were so disappointed when they couldn't when they couldn't scare me. Um, (laughs) But, um, you know, so our job was that we had to go through every night and inspect every door and window inside that building and determine whether it was locked or not. So. 
I was going in there this one day with like one other person. Usually they'd send like a good three or four of us. But that time, I think we had a couple people out sick. And so it was just like two of us that one time. And um, we had had this weird happening where raccoons were in the building. <laughs> so there were doors and windows open and we were like, oh, man. So like who forgot to shut the door properly? You know, and it's just annoying for us because then we have to check for raccoon poop everywhere and make sure we clean it up and <laughs> all fun. this stuff. And yeah. so fun. Yeah, it was a really glamorous job, guys. Oh, yeah. And um, <laughs> so. We're going along in there and I remember like not four, not five steps in the door. I smelled um, stale potpourri, like rose-based stale potpourri. It was a very specific smell Ooh. that I, I've smelled it before. Like my grandmother used to love doing rose petal potpourri mm-hmm. and, and she had rose bushes. So she would usually make it herself. And when it goes stale, it has this particular smell to it. Like it's just old and dusty and it, and it has a mustier kind of smell i, I, I think i know i think i know exactly what you're talking about because my grandma did the same thing okay. with rose petals yeah it's such a distinct smell mm-hmm. it's a grandma it smell yeah when it smells like grandma it is grandma a grandma smell, smell. so mm-hmm. it is totally a grandma smell so like i so i'm you know just a few steps into the door and i smell this grandma smell and I'm like, oh, gosh, that's weird. I've never smelled that here before. And I was like, do they like put in potpourri? Do they have a dish of it somewhere? I couldn't find a dish of potpourri anywhere nearby. There didn't like that. That building, we knew that it didn't have like those little scent, you know, those little scent blasters that you can put up on walls or in bathrooms. And like somebody goes by and it, and it just sprays a little bit. And it always smells like something. Well, they didn't have any of that. They didn't have any Glade plugins. They didn't have like diffusers. They didn't have anything. It's the military. And mm-hmm. it's the military. It usually just smells like chemicals. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Yeah. And and old building. <laughs> um, then what so happened? So I, I kind of, you know, it, like I didn't say anything at first because we almost immediately after that noticed that like the side door was open and we're like, what the heck? And then we saw like a raccoon farther down the hallway. We we're like, oh no, not again. <laughs> Cause the, those raccoons were a problem. <laughs> and um, so we're going and like checking all the rooms, making sure that all of the doors that should be locked were locked and making sure that we shut everything. We went by, like we went upstairs and I smelled it again. And I was like, what is this? same smell a different place and I'm like oh my god what is it and then like two seconds later it went away and I'm like huh it was like somebody just ripped it out of my nostrils almost and I'm just like okay well bye and um you know we're shutting more windows and there's always this one window that wanted to like roll itself back up so if we didn't shut it properly it would roll itself back up And I kept going from room to room to check and make sure everything was like safe and secure. And I kept smelling this smell. And all of a sudden, like the person that I was with goes, hey, what's going on? Because I I guess I made a face. Mm. And I was like, I keep smelling this smell. It's so weird. It's stale rose petal potpourri. And I can't like there's no potpourri in here I just don't know why I keep smelling it and it will go away and just randomly pop up and he goes oh my gosh that's her (gasps) and I was like what 
good. <laughs> and he said Her? that apparently there is this woman who used to work. Um, she was like a civilian contractor and she used to work in that particular building. Um, I don't even know how long ago before this. It must have been like a good couple decades um, before I even came to work there. And um, I guess she was known because she always put rose petal potpourri out on all of the tables and stuff to make the building smell better. <laughs> and she worked there for like ever and like died while she was still employed there. Oh, wow. And, um, so she had a thing yeah, for rose petal so potpourri. She had a thing for rose petal potpourri. And I guess generations and generations of people who have worked in that office all supposedly had stories about smelling this smell. And they think that her spirit was walking around, which is why you don't smell it consistently. You just kind of smell it in bursts. So like if you happen to come in contact with wherever she's going, then you smell it at that moment and then it will just rip itself away from you. Like it never existed. And which is really strange for a smell. And I have literally never experienced anything like that ever again in my whole life. And I got to say it was genuinely weird and I can't explain it. (laughs) So Um, I'm going to say that that was an encounter with whoever she was. (laughs) That's cool. Smells are powerful. Smells are really powerful. Plus there was 8 billion other ghost stories assigned to that base where like people would call into our, to our police department reporting that people were, um, doing something inside of the bowling alley. The bowling alley had literally been nailed shut for like the past 30 years before that what if it's like a glitch (laughs) in the matrix and these are like memories that are repeating themselves somehow you know that's what i came to wonder yeah Uh, that is exactly what i came to wonder because people like even other military police officers that i was working with claim to have heard the sounds of bowling and people shouting and laughing and music like old music going yeah and i was like oh that's that's really creepy and then other people had um experiences that they personally had with actual apparitions of soldiers wearing world war ii uniforms who wow. seemed to be looking for things that no longer existed or looking for people that were no longer working there um and they're like if i had asked literally every single other person who came in contact with that base they would have either heard a ghost story or like you know let's say that they're in a a military family maybe their grandpa worked at that base too and he even had a story and like it was just this really big deal that makes sense there's a lot of death and dying going on in the military so ghosts are bound to yeah turn up (laughs) but not in that particular base that Mm. that's Mm -hmm. overall I mean, the the most exciting thing that happened to us uh, while I was there was somebody appeared to be running the gate and it turned out to be an old dude with Alzheimer's who had no idea where he was. <laughs> like, you know, it just <laughs> it was a very quiet uh, place to work. And like pretty mm. much the only thing that you would have to worry about is cleaning up suicides, to be honest. Mm. Um, <laughs> so, I mean. A lot of people might have gone that way, but not, you know, how you would think with military service. Mm-hmm. 
So, Annette, does science say anything about ghosts? Like, do they know anything? Do they have any information at all? Or is it just basically all anecdotal evidence? It's all anecdotal evidence for the most part. But, I mean, there are some ideas in physics that could open the door to maybe oh, their uh the glitch dimensions. theory <laughs> oh, well there is actually there is a set of people who believe that it's possible that we are living in a computer simulation run by somebody else and that a glitch in the system mm-hmm. would be able to explain that that that's one yeah. thing that there are some people who believe that that is a distinct possibility would not uh, surprise that does me. not make sense to me because computer <laughs> programs would be, would run without uh, as many imperfections as we have in our lives. So I don't think that the uh, computer simulation theory actually holds weight. Um, Interesting. You know, it's not, it's too ran, it's too randomized to be mm. a computer simulation. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I did mention in a previous episode that, you know, there is the possibility that we don't have free will, but even if you think mm-hmm. that you don't have free will still, too much of what happens in the world is is random and uh, it's not logical. Computers and mm. programs are logical. And there's too much about humans and how the world operates that are illogical. So It's I so don't... unfair. It's unfair yeah. here. You know, yeah. there's so much injustice. You're right. Yeah, if there's a supercomputer running things... Yeah, I just, so I don't. I I we'd be I doing better. I tend to check the. Uh, I I tend to check out uh, of that theory, uh, yeah. just based off of you know logical conclusions. But um, another theory so is you that you know they could be, you know, dimension uh, beings from another dimension um, mm-hmm. that we can't experience that dimension, and so we get fleeting images of something that could be there, you know. So that's another explanation. Um, and then with a lot of people who experience, and this is, goes the same for alien abductions and uh, ghosts. When you're sleeping at night, there are uh, there is something called sleep paralysis, which is when mm. your brain wakes up while you're still in REM stage sleep and you are, you, the, the line between, uh, dream and reality becomes very blurred. And so uh, I actually have a, I have experienced that myself. So mm. uh, when I lived in uh, a prefecture, Gifu prefecture in Japan, I was living in a kind of next to an old house, but uh, it really doesn't matter where you were. But I remember I was sleeping and I looked at the clock and it was three o'clock. And I heard that's a when voice. all the weird shit happens. It, it's called the, yeah, it's called the witching hour. But uh, yeah. in, from the closet, from the direction of the closet, I heard a voice, a, a very strange voice, say, "Here comes your monster." And I couldn't move. I couldn't scream. Stop. I, couldn't I just felt a very heavy weight come over me, like I was like I was being pushed into the bed, and like, and I was panicking and. You know, I didn't know what to do. And then uh, it kind of just like went away. And then I looked at the clock and it was six o'clock in the morning. So like three hours had passed. But 
Wow. It's explainable. That's explainable through sleep paralysis because what what had was happening in my mind was blurred between what is a dream and what is the actual reality and yeah you know, your brain it, was trolling you yeah so it you know yeah. could it have been a spiritual experience i guess it, you know i'm not mm. i'm not 100% sure what happened to me but based off of the evidence that we've seen off of sleep paralysis i assume that that's what happened yeah. I had a similar sort of thing with like the weight and like you just you feel like you can't move. And even if there's no like, you know, audio or visual to go along with it and you just imagine that you can't move and that there's an invisible weight on you. That's kind of like what happened to me. Ooh. I always just assumed that that was sleep paralysis. Yeah. <laughs> like well, I heard there, a voice. I, think I lived there was in- a time when I was a teenager that I thought maybe it was like a real ghost or something. But then when I got older and learned about sleep paralysis, I was like, oh, that's probably what happened that one yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I legit heard a voice, but still that's, you know, you, you, wow. you talk to people in your dreams. Whew. so you know, that's that yeah. yeah, it's explainable. So um, with yeah. with things that happen in a, in a sleep, when you're still operating within a sleep state, I would assume that probably most of those experiences, alien abductions, ghost sightings, I would assume that a majority of those are probably caused by some level of sleep paralysis and not actually seeing a ghost or being abducted by aliens. But uh, yeah. That's, there, yeah. There's plenty That's of stories, though, from people that were wide awake when it happened. Yeah. Whatever uh, happened. Yeah. So I have a student you know. of mine who uh, he's an adult and I asked I was just, you know, you know, asking lots of different questions. And I was like, yeah, do you believe in God? And do you believe this? And then I was like, do you believe in ghosts? And he said, I've seen a ghost. And I was like, hmm. Elaborate, please. Yeah, tell tell me more. And -hmm. apparently, he saw in his living room in his family house, he saw a man's, an old man's, like half of his body, his upper half of his Mm. body, just floating through the living room and stopping at the sink. And uh, but he, I was like, could it have been something else? Could it have been a light? Could it, you know? And he, he was like, no, I just, it was night and all the lights were off, but I was still awake. I hadn't gone to sleep yet. And I very clearly, it was glowing. Like it was Whoa. its own light, light source. And so Whoa. he very much has a clear vision of what he saw. And, you know, yeah. I'm sure there's an explanation for it somewhere in the universe that would appease my soul, but... Uh, because I don't obviously I don't believe in ghosts but uh, the fact that people see things and they swear up and down that they've seen a ghost you know it's you you can't as a skeptic you can't just close the door on everything because being skeptical means that you're open to new information you don't close the door on it but you don't believe it with you know, with great claims requires great evidence. So, you know, <laughs> if, you, if you've yes. seen a ghost, where's the evidence? And yeah. I have yet to see that evidence. But mm-hmm. um, my daughters, they just I had a talk with them just yesterday because they, they were at their school and in an area of their school that people don't usually go, uh, there was 
kids, uh, they have to wear uabaki in their school. And uabaki are uh, like schools inside slippers, but they're they're kind of like mm. shoes. But um, but I love that. Anyway, yeah. So it keeps the floors clean. You don't wear your shoes in uh, many buildings in Japan. So like school mm. buildings or houses, you have to take off your shoes. So they switch into their uabaki, their indoor shoes. So anyway, there were uabaki tracks going up the wall and onto the ceiling. And the ceiling is quite high. And so Mm -hmm. my daughters were like, Mommy, our school is haunted. There's a spirit of a kid. We saw the the shoe tracks. I said, no, that's probably a teacher or uh, the sixth graders playing a joke on everyone. And they're like, no, Mm -hmm. it's really high. You can't reach. And I'm like, no. Because every time they go on school trips... Like, the teachers think it's hilarious when they do these overnight school trips to make all the children believe that there's a ghost out in the field. I mean, I've heard oh. it every year from every set of students, you know, oh, they always man. go, we saw a ghost. And I was like, where? Was it out in the field? Mm-hmm. You know, because I know. The, I, yeah, because the teachers just have a great time doing this to children. And so I was like, it's probably the teachers or a sixth grader. And um, they're like. They were like, well, why would you think that? I'm like, because I don't believe that ghosts are real. And they say, well, how do you know ghosts aren't real? And I said, well, you know, I don't know for certain, but I do know that, you know, millions of people die every year. Where are all those ghosts going to go? I mean, if there were, if people died and there was ghosts everywhere, then, you know, you would think that you would be running into ghosts right and left. Like, oh, excuse me, (laughs) excuse me. But you know, <laughs> most people don't experience that in their life. So, yeah. Yeah. It kind of makes you wonder, mm-hmm. like, under what circumstances do ghosts reveal themselves? Like, you know, because well, yeah. there's this there there's the argument that only when a ghost has like some kind of troubled past and they have unfinished business, like, oh boy, that phrase unfinished business, like mm-hmm. it's everywhere in mm-hmm. Hollywood. <laughs> but like. You know, that if, if a ghost, if a person didn't have some, if they had some kind of connection to the world that was strong enough, then their ghost would persist sure. after their soul instead of like passing on yeah. the white light. They couldn't and cross over because they had into, unfinished business. Yeah. yeah. Unfinished business. Yes, exactly. And then like, <laughs> so I it makes, you know, makes me wonder like, well, I don't know, maybe the rest of the time, all the ghosts are just kind of folded up in the ghost closet. And they're like... Mm. <laughs> it's a whole new meaning like of coming out it. of the closet. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So then whenever a ghost is like, you know what? I remember I have unfinished business. They just like unfold themselves. And they come right out of the ghost closet and they're like, hey, back to my old residence I go. I got to go finish this thing. Like, mm. I mean, what... But what can you finish as a, a ghost? more serious... I don't know. And I I feel like nobody dies without having unfinished things to do. So That's true. Right. I know, right? Some more than others, but yeah. Like a really boring life and you just like you're like, Yep, I finished all my tasks like a good five years ago. I've just been waiting around this whole time. Um, well, but like, here's a thought too. What what if we're actually seeing ghosts all the time, but we just don't know it because you're not touching everybody that you see. What if that guy you saw That's walking true. on the road at night is not really there, but you just think he was? You just saw, oh, I just saw a dude walking, but you know. Do you know how much energy it would take for something that was like, 
you know, paranormal to expose itself like a actual human. Like mm. that's a matter. That's that's being in a state of matter because at that point you would see them, hear them, smell them, even possibly. So yeah. the, the amount of energy that would it, it would take to manifest as matter, and then if you were matter, you couldn't just disappear or walk through walls. Physics doesn't mm-hmm. work that way. So probably easier to just possess somebody if you're a ghost. You know, take over another body, <laughs> and that's a that's different that's story. <laughs> Those are demons. And also, the one of the articles I read said that um, 46%, while 46% of Americans believe that ghosts exist, 50% of Americans believe that demons exist. So more people believe Whoa. that demons exist than believe that ghosts exist, which I find bizarre. That's interesting. Like, yeah, I'm going to believe in this whole ass demon that has horns and he's drooling acid or whatever. Well, you know, when and, your religion but, teaches you something. <laughs> You know, they, yeah, they, they believe true. in God. You know, it's not mm-hmm. that much of a stretch to believe in a demon or an angel after that. Yeah, but they don't I talk. Know, I don't think the Bible talks about ghosts a lot. So, yeah, Christians yeah. don't really talk about ghosts like they're. No, they say that ghosts are demons. Ghosts talk about ghosts. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, they probably they, would say that. So there's like certain pieces of scripture that talk about like ghosts and like, I think there's. I don't know. And then there's like extra biblical stuff. Like, you know how Catholics just love to cite saints and stuff like that. So, oh, yeah. then, you know, in their in the literature of saints, they get more clarification yeah. about like ghosts and under what circumstances they would come back and, you know, why they might try to heckle people. Um, so <laughs> there's a whole there's like a whole different side <laughs> Of leave it you know, to the Catholics when it comes to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I know, right? Like, <laughs> be, hey, it'd be fun to come back as a ghost just to heckle people, just to mess with your friends. I know, right? Yeah, I want to haunt people. I, I think whenever we die, <laughs> just avoid the light, you know, because that will take you to the next side. If you can just stay, no, that'll take you to next... the lizard people. Uh, yeah, yeah, the yeah. Lizard people. You'll just go to the moon <laughs> and get reincarnated again. So avoid the light. Yeah, exactly. You might, you might become a ghost though, but. Is that better or worse than having to do it here again? This place is pretty hard. I don't know. Maybe a good, but I don't know. Being a ghost might be frustrating because maybe you're confused. You don't know where you are, what you're doing, and why you're doing it. You're just doing the same things, you know? Right. Yeah. And like Annette said, just like, you know, speaking to somebody takes so much energy, which is why those Mm. like little voice ghost boxes, like they're almost always so unclear. Right. They're like, <laughs> and they're like, oh, she clearly said she's coming back tonight at 12 p.m. Like, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. <laughs> like, or there's an easier explanation, and that is that all of that is nonsense. You mean they're just doing it to make That's money the on YouTube? Explanation. No, not just YouTube. You know, there's all these shows on Bravo and. Netflix. Yeah, that's true. You know, I mean, I was watching a Netflix money. one with. It does money. make money. It is a whole industry. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if nothing more, it's it's kind of like watching, you know, the WWE wrestling, where you know that it's all scripted and it's basically like mm-hmm. grown grown adult sweat opera, but yeah. like, you know, the ghost one is like just it's like 
almost like paranormal porn. People, we are love like, it. Oh, yeah, we love nice. ghost stories. People <laughs> love them. They love to be scared. They love to talk yes. about them. Um, so yeah, it's a very common thing in our history to talk about. Yeah. And something that a lot of horror writers know is that humans have the biological need to feel that fright emotion, mm. and that's why so many people will gravitate towards scary movies. There's like. Think about it. Like, even if you don't like to watch scary movies, you probably watch one every once in a while just for the fun of it, right? Mm -hmm. Well, it's because, you know, humans were built to feel all of our emotions. And the thinking is that, you know, the fright emotion is vital, but most of us don't really experience it on the day to day anymore oh. since we're not like being chased by predators or like have the real threat of the environment right at our door is that why anymore? people like so... roller coasters too oh roller coasters in the um fall. yeah roller yes i think it's mm. i really think it's the same thing it's yeah. like that you know rush of adrenaline and dopamine and people just live I'm for gonna that die. shit like if we yeah, could mainline yeah. it we would oh, but you know <laughs> if you think about it like you're, oh, you're yeah, I don't, I don't ever die. feel like dying. Just no, like, but, but you're more likely to die just getting into your car to drive your kids to school than you are on a roller coaster. So, yeah, if you like, want to be afraid we're, of we're being something. being scared the wrong way. Yeah, yeah if you want to be, don't be afraid of ghosts. Be afraid of your government. <laughs> that too. Oh, yeah. That's right, way more scary. These guys are like corporeal. They are real. Yeah. <laughs> so like, <sighs> but I don't know. One of the weird theories, and Annette's probably going to like giggle at me because I don't know everything about science as is obvious already. I don't know everything podcast. about science either. Don't worry. I know you don't, but you know more than I do. So, <laughs> so one of my weird half-baked theories is that maybe our world has a way of recording events kind of like you know how they found in um, ancient pottery while somebody was like doing the little brush strokes around the pot to make the groove somebody was talking in it and like they were able to play it back like a record of people from like wait what long, long ago, i like, don't know about yeah the, i don't yeah. know about this oh okay this you're, is the thing wait, where ancient like, pottery works like records do is that what you're saying Yes, no they've way. actually, scientists have actually played it back like a record in certain cases where they had enough, like enough large pieces to like play a sound through and they could hear people talking in the background very faintly when they That's tried to play it. wild. So I kind of wonder if our world might not have some kind of thing going on like that where certain events or maybe all events are recorded in a way where if like the planets align properly, it gets replayed. Or like if we're at a certain rotation, the event gets replayed. Oh, um, patterns. Why, like, yeah. Or like it could be as simple as every single day at the same time. And you notice how there's so many reports of, of ghosts coming and going at very specific times of day, mm -hmm. always doing the same thing over and over again. And I kind of wonder if it's just a record. Like, wow. Being well, they say they're sentient and then non-sentient, like hauntings like there's ones that are right. like a record on repeat but then there's sentient ones mm -hmm. that are like aware of your your trying to give and, you a message or something yeah yeah, yeah. something so yeah. They, they say that with the with the whole recording uh i for sound i could i've never heard that 
stated i've never heard that uh that study or that experiment uh d- done so i'm gonna have to look it up i read later. it a long time yeah ago. i'll have to look it up later but <laughs> i, I mean it, that too. Yeah, it would it cool. would make it would make some sense because just based off of you know how sound would be trapped if you think of it like a record player there's grooves on the record player when you i don't even understand how that works how the fuck does a record work oh yeah that's a long that's a lot of explanation but basically you know the grooves in a record are you know they have you know micro structures within them that when you when played over the needle of the record they figure that out so long ago that's just that it blows my mind because records have been around a while yeah, well, and before that, there was the uh, the big phone, the gramophone or whatever gramophone, it's called, something like that. Yeah. yeah, but you know, so the, the the if you were rubbing over ancient pottery, I can see how that would be a somewhat of a possibility. However, how would the world be recording like something visual? I don't understand. Sound is, don't sound know. waves are different than you know, visual recordings. So uh, mm. I, I don't know how that would work. But And how does the scent thing work? That's mm. what weirds me out. And I'm not the only person, at, like this is not the only story of ghosts that are associated oh, with a you particular hear scent. tons of those stories. You hear about people smelling their yeah. dad's tobacco pipe that he used to smoke, but he died okay, 15 yeah. years but, ago. But some of that could be explained with cro- crisscrossing of signals in the brain. Uh, because, you know, yeah. you do have areas Maybe. of your brain that are controlled. Oh, your, interesting. Some have memory. When you walk into somewhere, are and you ghosts smell messing it, with our brain sensors? They're making or, us smell or your the sense. No, I think it's more possible that your brain is just messing with your brain. So, like, yeah. you know. I don't <laughs> well, let me ask you this, Jen. Do you know if multiple people were able to smell the potpourri at the same time? Or um, I don't know because, like, there were times when I split up from my partner inside the building, and there was only the two of us. Okay, and it seemed like I was the one that was smelling the smell. So for whatever reason, and I don't get the sense that like it was following me around or something. Otherwise, I would have smelled it the whole time. Yeah. Um, because it just was like coming and going here and there as I went through and shut doors and did my stuff, but. You know, I don't think the other person smelled it while I was there, but they definitely knew about it because mm-hmm. they're like, oh, my yeah. gosh, and had this big reaction. And, you know, clearly they thought that it was this thing from a story that they'd heard from other people. And then um, when I asked other people about it, they said that they had actually smelled it in that building, too, and that, you know, the stories just kind of matched up. Mm-hmm. Um it's so interesting. And then they were saying that that was actually like a really old phenomenon going back potentially decades wow um, that people yeah. had had that similar thing it'd be so, weird to see if that i was don't documented, know what it is you know mm. i know right i should try to look that up like for whatever reason maybe since it was like my own experience and i didn't write about it um like i just assumed like you know this is in my see, head this is stuff... my experience but maybe other people have yeah, it, it yeah, probably yeah. didn't though honestly it's probably one of those things you tell your supervisor and they're like ah don't worry about it you know just it's hocus pocus whatever yeah. no you know that, that that's why we need to normalize this stuff you know but there is, the there are places that are considered haunted where lots of people have the same experience experience mm-hmm. like there's a plantation mm-hmm. down in louisiana called the myrtles and i've been there before and 
it's supposedly haunted by the ghost of a young lady and like you know uh slaves i believe but like so there's all these stories but it's like if you hear the stories of a place that's haunted there's suggestibility in that and so Mm, if something happens your brain can just you know, automatically attached to uh, what you had heard previously and associate that with your experience. And so, yeah, if you expect to see a ghost, maybe you will see a ghost because your brain is looking for something you're looking for. Yeah. Or you experience something and you can't explain it. Flitting around and you just were like, oh, there's the ghost because you just saw it out of the corner of your eye Mm -hmm. or something like that. Mm -hmm. And you were just immediately jumped to the conclusion that that was the ghost without like, and places with tourism don't put it above them to booby trap something mm. so mm-hmm. that create you know, create the experience you know because that would not surprise yeah. me because they're trying to get people to come visit right yeah everyone's just so, trying to make a buck here <laughs> yeah speaking of making a buck or two off of this um annette i'll tell you who this is you might already know who this is just when i say it but somebody that we went to high school with that we both thought was a very amusing individual um created an entire business back east based on ghost hunting and finding ghosts in people's old homes and writing letters of certification that their house was haunted and people would pay this person like hundreds to thousands of dollars to come out with all of this equipment that um we need to have them on the show that detected (laughs) ghosts and he would be like, or they, you know, they go up in there with their equipment, turn it on, yeah. it goes off. Oh, yep, you're haunted. He writes out like a whole thing about it. And then, you know, they have this certification because I guess in certain parts of the country, having your home certified as haunted is a really, really big deal. And it can add value to your home. Oh, yeah. You so get the extra points on Airbnb. And he didn't even believe in ghosts either. He didn't believe in him. He just went. <laughs> oh, shit. It was all just. A, the, it was a. Is wow. this the same person that became yeah. like a top executive for a credit card co- or a bank? A bank? Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I know exactly who it is. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And he is a well. very interesting person. And- and I, I don't, amazing I don't blame human them. being. I mean, <laughs> yeah, like, it, that's sad, though. That's sad. Like, uh, you know, it's a little disrespectful, too, I think, for someone to do that. It but... is. Like, I think at the time, probably that was not on the forefront of the thought process. Mm-hmm. It was a way Just to make knowing... money. Exactly. Yeah, that's why I can't, I can't blame probably... them. But it makes me a little sad. Yeah, like. This person this is, is not, not the, the kind of person who. Yeah, this is not the kind of person who. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, this this is not the worst of his like offenses. That. So. Oh, oh okay. Okay, okay yeah, like I got you. Yep. Mm-hmm. This person is the kind of person who does stuff for laughs and just because it's a novelty and isn't that hilarious, but then doesn't realize the potential hurt that their behavior Uh, could cause down the road mm -hmm. you know until later and then the regret sinks in so that it's one of those people that just you know the and and legitimately amusing person um i just i still love this person to death 
Um, but like if I saw this person on the street tomorrow, I'd give them the biggest hug. But um, they didn't always think things entirely through to the future. <laughs> well, didn't in high school right. either. Yeah. I would like to know, yeah. though, I would like to know what are ghosts, you know, because I, I even yeah. like I said, even though I haven't seen one, I feel like there's enough people that have said that they've seen shit that I believe there's something out there. Yeah. I, I love all the stories. Like, I just I love all the stories so much. Mm -hmm. They just. They're so good. You know, this is what life is about for me. Yep. <laughs> so, like the next great story. That's that's my life. Mm -hmm. And um, that's my one true love. And so, of course, I'm going to love ghost stories. Why wouldn't I? Um, so many people do. I just don't really know what to think of them like as a reality. Mm -hmm. So like and I experienced that weirdness where I didn't know anything about the potpourri lady and yet I ran into the smell anyway. And, you know, so I've got questions. I've got lingering questions about other experiences that I've had that I wrote off a long time ago as things like sleep paralysis, or maybe I have a vision problem problem and I'm seeing things incorrectly from the corners of my eyes or like, you know, maybe I was really, really depressed during an era or had super bad anxiety and I was see like seeing things that weren't really as I thought they were. So like I've had experiences, but most of them got written off like, well, it could be this, this or that, except that one with the smell. I, I still legitimately have no idea what to think of that. That's yeah. a ghost. And, yeah, because like suggestibility was not a factor. Um I was wide awake, so sleep was not a factor. Nobody's farts smell like that. To do. Yeah. Nobody's farts. Like Absolutely nobody's yeah. smell like that. <laughs> <laughs> My grandmother wasn't with me. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, so there, and I mean, Annette could be right. Maybe my signals got crossed a couple times that day. Maybe I was not feeling well and just didn't remember coming down with a cold later. Um, you know, like there's, there are other ways to explain this, but I just, I kind of, I don't know, like just having had the experience, it was weird. And then talking to so many other people who knew about it and experienced the exact same thing was also really weird. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I would love to believe that there is a way to communicate with dead people. That'd be awesome because then it implies that there's an afterlife and, and it's not all done here once we die. And maybe there's another great adventure and maybe things get different and better. Um, you know, there's that hope in there mm -hmm. and, and I like having hope. Yeah. The possibilities. But, yeah. But also I can't discount the fact that science has repeatedly debunked anything and there is both, there's no evidence for the existence of ghosts or technically even against them either since we don't really know what we're even looking at so it's a big old crapshoot right now mm -hmm. i don't know what to think yeah, of it. and i guess yeah so ellen you believe that ghosts do exist jen you kind of believe that ghosts do exist sort of and yeah. you know to close out this whole thing you know science is the act of searching the unknown. There is so much that we don't know. And there is so much that's unexplained. Science can't explain everything. But what you can do is you can look at the evidence and see if it aligns with something that is real or something that isn't. 
And that's what science exists for. Science exists so that you can test it. If you're not able to test something, you can't prove whether or not it exists or, you know, or not. And so, you know, taking the scientific approach to things, taking a look at it, yes, there are many people who have shared stories, but there's also many people who have shared stories about lots of other things, but we don't necessarily think that that's a reality. There are people who believe in there, that there is a flat earth. I will take you to the mat that the earth is definitely not flat. I mean, challenge. Uh, but, what? you know. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah. Stop it. Stop it, Helen. <laughs> I will never let you go that far down the rabbit hole, okay? I will never. I will not allow it. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's round. Yeah, not pretty sure. Yeah. Be yeah. sure. Okay. Okay. But whatever you say, boss. <laughs> but you know, but there are unexplained things and science can't prove that ghosts do exist and science can't prove that they don't exist. And so until some kind of evidence, you know, shows itself, we do know that there your brain does mix signals. We do know that you can mistake something for something else. And this commonly happens with children. So there are explainable phenomenon that you can deal with. However, there is still so much that is unexplained and we don't know. So mm-hmm. leave it. Tell us your ghost stories in the comments. We want yeah. to hear. Yes. <laughs> yes, because I live for ghost stories. Mm-hmm. <laughs> seriously though like it's interesting and it would also be interesting to see how many people have the same like very similar stories and you know find somebody like oh you you experienced that too neato you know so in closing this one's kind of a sticky one (laughs) it's you know i mean there with no evidence for and no evidence against i mean it's it's what you want it to be up to interpretation <laughs> yeah so if you want to be hopeful and say that there's an afterlife and these spirits are just calling to us from beyond then go for it um if you want to say that they don't exist because you've never seen one and also why would they because you don't believe in that sort of thing then cool um you know i'm kind of once again in the middle of this <laughs> but yeah so there are lots of things in life that are confusing. There are lots of things in life we can't explain. And I think that's at the end of the day, why ghost stories are so intriguing because we just don't know. We don't have all the information. So it could be pretty much anything. Um, but thank you guys for being with us again here on the triple S podcast. Yeah. Um, we just, love serving the stuff up to you and we'll be back next week with another strange topic Woo-hoo. bye bye, bye.